on the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley. Welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, you can hear him on Energy 941 right here in San Antonio. Say hi, Miho. Miho, hey. What's up? Hey. Our next debater is comedian and hosts Success in the City every Saturday morning at 630 on the CW35 here in San Antonio, Roman Garcia. Hey, Roman. Hello, hello, hello. And our third debater brings you coverage from the world of mixed martial arts on combat culture. Please welcome Matt Ryan. Hey, Matt. Hi. Ahoy, hoy. Uh, I, I lost the last time around. I'm coming for a win this time, Foley. Yep. <laughs> Look out for the comeback. <laughs> so uh, they will be presenting arguments in, a, in an effort to try to win over our judge, who this week is Isaac from Atlanta. Hey, Isaac. How's it going, Dennis? It's going pretty good. Now, Isaac's job is to analyze and critique each response our contestants give to questions that I present throughout the show. Along with asking the questions, I'm the show's referee. If I hear something I don't like or maybe merits a penalty, you'll hear this whistle. So before we get started, let's give the contestants a chance to get to know the judge a little bit better. Um, they can each ask one question. So we're going to start with Miho. Do you have any questions for our judge, Isaac, from Atlanta? Um, well, I think I had Isaac last time. So my question is, are you going to let me win again? <laughs> uh, I didn't let you win last time. And in fact, I think you may have just made it harder for yourself, Miho. <laughs> Roman, you have a question for our judge, Isaac? Well, I don't really have a... a... Well, I guess kind of a question. I have a brother named Isaac. I'm very close to him, and he's an awesome, amazing guy. Just want to know if you're as awesome and, and amazing as, as you know, I think he might be. You know, I, I think he is. Uh, I am actually him. We've got a bit of a, a Prince and the Popper life swap thing going on. We go back and forth every two weeks. So, yeah, well, if you I know him, you pretty much know me. a number of years, so, yeah, this is nice. Wait, man, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a reunion <laughs> show now. <laughs> And Matt Ryan, you have a question for a judge, Isaac? Isaac, uh, Dennis said you are currently in Atlanta. Are you from the Atlanta metro area? No, I'm from New Hampshire. Okay, okay. See, Matt Ryan knows how to ask the good questions. Got to keep an eye on that. <laughs> All right. So now it's time I'm to play. Solely in Chipper Jones jokes. Opening <laughs> arguments on Master Debaters. Yes, opening arguments. In this segment, I will give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question, and our judge, Isaac, will give them the score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument, and the buzzer will let them know when that time is up. First topic, the coronavirus pandemic is not stopping Discovery from unleashing the cutest sporting event of the year. The network announced Puppy Bowl 17. It's going to take place Sunday, February 7th, the same day as the NFL Super Bowl. Team Rough will be pitted against Team Fluff, featuring puppies and multiple breeds and sizes. The ferocious matchup will be broadcast on Animal Planet and live-streamed on Discovery+. Plus. Phil Hewlett, NBC News Radio. So, Miho, is the Puppy Bowl a better event than the Super Bowl 30 seconds? Um, absolutely not. I mean... Puppies are cute and all, but I mean, football is like one of the greatest things on earth. So 
I mean, I might tune in for a second, but there's no way like 24 dogs are going to be better than 300 pound guys just like slamming into each other for a million dollars on the line. <laughs> like, that's amazing. That's my argument. <laughs> Isaac, score, score for that from zero to ten. Yeah, I mean, more money, more slamming, more fun. But eh, I give, I give him a seven out of ten. He didn't fully convince me because I don't actually know how much is on the line in the puppy bowl. So mm. seven out of ten. All right. Next topic, when one donut just won't do it, Oreo's offering an entire package. A new strawberry frosted donut flavor is going to hit store shelves in March. The cookies are filled with two layers of cream filling, including one with rainbow sprinkles. The new innovation is the third revealed recently after Java Chip and Chocolate Hazelnut Oreos. I'm Mark Mayfield. All right, Roman, 30 seconds. Good product idea or a bad product idea? Well, coming from a guy who's borderline diabetic, uh, it's both good and bad. Uh, I shouldn't eat it, but I would, and I will, and I would probably recommend it to all my diabetic friends um, because, I mean, you can't go wrong with uh, rain. I don't even know what a rainbow flavor is, <laughs> but it sounds amazing. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll taste the rainbow and uh, might find me a little pot of gold insulin at the end so yeah isaac score zero to ten for that 10 out of 10 there is no stronger endorsement than saying you want to eat something that might kill you i applaud it (laughs) (laughs) next topic there are fascinating new findings on identical twins new research has shown that identical twins aren't perfect clones A study in Iceland has found that differences in the DNA of identical twins can show up within the first two weeks after an egg is fertilized. Genetic differences can influence why one twin is taller than the other or why one twin is at greater risk for certain diseases. That's CBS's Jim Crisula. So, Matt Ryan, does it surprise you that identical twins are not 100% identical? 30 seconds. No, because we are human beings, and every human being is different, and every human being is unique. Uh, no matter what kind of weird secret language they have in between each other, or how much they t- time they spend together in the womb or otherwise, uh, the more we learn about the human body, the more we see we are all different, but exactly the same. I find it more interesting than anything that a lot of these things that we've turned into tropes are not necessarily tropes, just our inability to understand science. Kind of like being a heliowist in 2020 or 2021. Isaac, score zero to ten. Mm, seven out of ten. Basic strong argument against biological determinism. Not bad. Coming up, the government is hiring. Would our debaters take that job? We'll debate that much more next on Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. And this is where things start to heat up a little bit. We have Miho from Energy 94.1, Roma Garcia from Success and City on CW35, and Matt Ryan from Combat Culture this week competing to convince our judge, Isaac from Atlanta, that their argument is the best argument. Do you want to be a judge on the show? In a future episode of Master Debaters. Well, if you do, head over to the Master Debaters page on KTSA.com to sign up. Maybe we'll have you on. Let's keep this debate going. For argument's sake, on Master. 
master debaters. So here I will give all three contestants the same question. They will each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After they all take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will then give each of them anywhere from 0 to 10 points for their responses. Our first topic, another major airline says emotional support animals will no longer fly. Alaska Airlines did it first, then American, now Delta says emotional support animals of any kind are no longer allowed on its planes. Airlines have long struggled with which emotional support animals could be brought on free of charge and out of their carriers. People began bringing on animals like peacocks and would claim their pet dogs were emotional support animals just to avoid paying the pet fee and to take them out during the flight, but no more. Small dogs that remain in their carriers will still be allowed on board for a fee, and official service dogs will be allowed to board. Alex Stone, EBC News. So we're going to start with Miho. Is this good news or bad news? 30 seconds. Um, unfortunately, this is great news because airlines are already cramped. Like, I wish I could take my dog everywhere, but, like, that's a responsibility of being a pet owner. It's like, you know you can't take your dog everywhere, even though you'd like to. So, like... The fact that people aren't bringing their peacocks or their ferrets or their dogs or mini horses I've seen, this is fantastic news because planes, like being in the middle seat sucks already. Now you got a Rottweiler next to you? Like, this is ridiculous. Roman, 30 seconds. I think that's a great decision because I tell you what, you have people getting carried away and I don't need like your emotional support bow constrictor next to me and and here's the thing if you need an emotional support parakeet or whatever why are you even flying and going anywhere like i mean just stay home and get some of that stuff straightened out and uh and then just maybe zoom call with whoever you were planning on visiting and spare the rest of us having to deal with uh again your freaking parakeet or whatever the heck it is matt ryan 30 seconds well, my dog's asleep next to me, so I'm not going to smack talk my dog here. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to emotional support animals, I understand it. You know, someone who suffers with anxiety and depression, I can, you know, having my dog with me or having an animal with me to kind of calm me down or be there as a support is a great thing. There are people who obviously abuse it, but also how can you trust airlines with animals after all the things we've seen about airlines killing dogs? I'd rather pay for a ticket or have it as a support animal than trust it to an airline that can't even get my my stuff to Cleveland. Isaac, what do you want to give all them points zero to 10? Hmm. Before I judge, Matt, what type of animal would you consider to be an abuse of the policy? Uh, some sort of mini horse. Mm. Hey, little Sebastian, person, I give each person points out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm. Miho, I'm gonna give you uh, six points out of ten. Pretty vague argument, but you know you get a little bonus points because Rottweilers are scary. Uh, Matt, I'm gonna give you seven points out of ten uh, because I, I think you're an empathetic guy. And Roman, you're going to get 10 points out of 10 because you pointed out the biggest flaw, which is boa constrictors. I don't want to fly with a boa constrictor next to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm trying to relax. Next topic. Empty department stores are being put to good use during the pandemic. Where cosmetics aisles and clothing racks once stood, public health agencies are setting up shop to administer coronavirus vaccines. A growing number of empty Sears stores are being repurposed. The Wall Street Journal points out the vast open space inside, parking lots on the outside, and access to highways 
make them ideal for healthcare workers and vaccine recipients to follow social distancing guidelines. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So we'll start with Roman. Is this a good use of empty department stores, or is there a better way to make use of the space? 30 seconds. Well, I mean, why stop with the coronavirus, you know, shots or whatever? Let's just add in all kinds of stuff in there, you know, maybe some ping pong and, uh, you know, uh, maybe some massage chairs. And the thing is, I have to wonder if they're going to run some kind of special while you're there getting your shot. Like, hey, guys, if you hurry over to lingerie, you're going to get two for one Corona shots. Um, you know, just show this coupon or something or, you know, take it out to the food court. Put it at the Starbucks while you're waiting for your coffee. You get your shot. You know? Matt Ryan, 30 seconds. I cannot find anything that's more emblematic of 2020 and the coronavirus's effect on the economy than having coronavirus shots done in abandoned Sears and JCPenney's across this country. I think it's the best use, not only for the symbolic gesture of what has happened to the country over the past 11 months or so, but also to make use of, you know, much needed space. We're not going to have this retail available because the world's still on fire. So might as well make use of it and try to make sure that we can put the fire out for once instead of throwing more wet matches on it. And Miho, 30 seconds. Yeah, I agree with Matt. Like, why not make use of this? You know, there's so much retail uh, space available. Like, why not we let's create like food lines like. The food banks are hurting, like right now, all across the country. Like, if we could help as many people as possible, there's just all this space available. Let's do it. Like, this is the perfect way to use <clears throat> an empty Sears or Kmart or whatever it may be. And that's my argument. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm quick talking today. <laughs> Isaac, point zero to ten. So, Miho, I'm going to give you 10 points because I totally agree on the whole civics public works aspect. Roman and Matt, both of you essentially made a practicality argument. However, Roman also pointed out that ping pong should be there. So I'm going to give Roman eight points and Matt six points. Yeah, you pass the time while you're waiting, I guess. I don't know, play some ping pong. Next topic, a new study suggests some spiritual techniques may actually backfire. They're supposed to help you transcend your ego and make you less judgmental. But Dutch scientists say meditation and other spiritual practices may actually achieve the opposite. Surveys of about 3,700 volunteers found practitioners had a more inflated sense of spiritual superiority than those who'd never pursued those paths, the most smug. <laughs> Apparently, people who believe they've learned to see auras and access their past lives. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. <laughs> We're starting with Matt Ryan. Are people who meditate more smug than those who don't? 30 seconds. I feel like the people who need to talk about how much they meditate and why they meditate are smug. I feel like if anything, you, you, do, you talk about too much. Whether it's playing squash, backgammon, believing in a dimensional merge, or meditating, there's a definitive line between trying to find peace and trying to be a douche. And we walk that line every single day here in New York City. And I feel like if our brothers and sisters can get together and meditate about how much of a douchebag they are, we might be more content in uh, less trying to talk about how cool we are. Miho, 30 seconds. Um, I don't think it makes them more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't think they're, I think it's amplifying it. I don't think they become more douchey. I think it's just amplifying it. And that's like the whole point of meditation is finding 
like personality aspects and like trying to figure out like traumas and things like that. So I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I'm really messing up right now, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's, yeah. Damn it. Roman 30 seconds. Um, I don't think it's so much about the meditating. I think it's about the person because I meditate and I don't tell anybody about it. You're the first people I've ever told about it. So I think that's kind of like uh, people who are vegan and have to tell everybody they're vegan. Um, that's just it's just a it's just a character issue because I know friends that are vegans that don't talk about it all the time, even though that's the big joke with vegans is they have to tell somebody. So I think it's just a, a, a character flaw no matter what they did. It's like if they did karate. They would talk about karate all the time and how they can bend something. Well, I listen to Master Debaters all the time, so I'm more better than everyone else, right? <laughs> more better. <laughs> more better. <laughs> Isaac, how many points would you give out? Zero to ten. All right. So, Miho, I'm sorry. I'm going to give you one out of ten points because yeah. meditation amplifies douchiness is a strange theory. Uh, Roman. I'm going to give you 8 out of 10, and also I'm going to give that 8 out of 10 to Matt, because both All of right. you essentially made the same rejecting the correlation argument and how it's really about people who don't shut up about it. Yeah. All right. Great. Good next call. Next topic. I meditate on that, yeah. <laughs> For the second year in a row, U-Haul is ranking Texas as the second most popular state that people are moving to. Tennessee tops the list, and Florida drops from first place to third. Texas was the leading growth state from 2016 to 2018, according to U-Haul. U-Haul calculated the state rankings by the net, net gain of its rental trucks, making a one-way trip to a state versus the number leaving in a calendar year. Illinois ranked 49th, California 50th. The top growth cities here in Texas include San Marcos, New Braunfels, Round Rock, and Pflugerville. So well, we're going to start with Miho. If someone has to move, what state should they move to 30 seconds? Um, I think people should move to Montana um, because, for one, it's just gorgeous. If you've never visited, it's one of the most beautiful things in um, the lower 48. Um, and it's just like a sense of peace and quiet. I know the more people move there, that uh, goes away. There's just so much space up there that, like, we can lose people from California and Texas. Like, up there, it's great. Like, Montana is, like probably my next move roman 30 seconds what state should people move to uh, i'm all for people moving to texas as long as they're not coming from a state that they're leaving because it's so jacked up and then they want to come over here and try to implement the same stuff that screwed up the state they came from so uh i think texas is cool texas economy really drives i think the economy and the country and from what things I've, I've read, that's the case. So you know what? If you're going to come and you're going to bring good things, you're going to help us grow. And if you love your guns and you're not a vegan, man, bring it. And Matt Ryan, what state should people move to? 30 seconds. Hi, yes. I would like people to move to the state of North Carolina. Why? Because I want to overpopulate that state because I'm petty. I have an ex-girlfriend who lives in Carolina. Her family owned a mountain. I would like you to move on to that mountain and make that mountain unpetable. But seriously, uh, North Carolina, anywhere where there is open space, Montana is a great spot. Wyoming. There's like five people in Wyoming and a million and a half just in downtown Houston. Let's make a swap here. Let's trade downtown Houston for Casper, Wyoming, and see what we can do. 
<laughs> now, before I go to Isaac, uh, Miho, you mentioned losing people. Um, did you mean like, you know, mob style losing people or, or uh, something no, else? I, I guess I meant like, if we were to like lose people, like, it's okay. If people are willing to move, like, that's a great state to go to. Like, not losing mob, but like, if people were to leave and just like migrate. Yeah, like, lo- losing a body here or there, back of the trunk, just, you know. Drop the body, well, Montana. No, no, Isaac, no how many, human trafficking. Yeah, how many points do you want to give out zero to ten? Um, okay, Miho, that was a, a decent middle of the road answer. I'll give you five points for Montana. Uh, Matt, I'm going to give you ten points because not only did you tell me where to go, but you gave me a goal to do once I went there. You know, <laughs> ruin this one person's life. I'm, I, I might not be into it, but it was specific. Uh, Roman, uh, wait, Dennis, can I give negative points? Not in this segment, no. <laughs> okay, Dennis. Roman, you get zero points because you actually did the opposite. You didn't really tell me where a person should move to. You told me what type of person should not move to a place. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I said but, move to Texas, but I qualify it. Yeah, the the qualification, I think, ruined it. Next topic, a meteorologist is advising you to stop licking all those icicles. You're eating poop. When icicles form, it's from water that melts off of your roof and runs down the side of a building. Well, here's the thing. You know what else is on your roof? Bird poop. A lot of it. And that water picks it up and freezes it in the ice. Mm-hmm. Katie Nicolau took to TikTok to warn people that those nature's fun popsicles are actually filled with bird poop. Now, of course, we don't have a ton of icicles here in San Antonio, but uh, would you and have you licked icicles or eaten snow? We're going to start with Roman, 30 seconds. Uh, no, I, I've licked a couple of stalagmites when I wasn't supposed to when I was on a mm-hmm. Natural Bridge Caverns tour, but uh, icicles, I think I wouldn't do it at all because I'm a germaphobe. To a certain degree, so I agree with this girl. Common sense should tell you that there is runoff, and who knows what you're licking. I know some people have had worse things in their mouth, but uh, I think if you have the option, uh, do not go licking uh, icicles. Matt Ryan, 30 seconds. First of all, I don't kink shame. Second of all, I, I've eaten snow, <laughs> uh, I've thrown snow at people. Uh, would I openly just eat icicles that are hanging off a roof? Particularly because popsicles exist. I can just go get a popsicle. Uh, if I wanted to get something in the open air during the during a pandemic, I would not just grab an icicle that's hanging off a roof. Also, New York City, who wanted dr- the, the the tap water suspect? The actual rainwater? I feel like I would get something in an A, B, or C level. And Miho, 30 seconds. Um, so, yes, I have uh, gotten pop school or ice schools uh, in Lake Tahoe. You know, you're just drunk with your friends and you just grab an ice school at two in the morning. And you're just like, just chilling outside. And you, you put it in your beer, you know? And, and it's similar to what Roman said that, you know, like, I'm about to get graphic, but people like do fellatio and like eat butt. So, like, you know, like people have had worse things in their mouth. Like, why are people like just discovering like high schools are bad? Like, whatever. Like, people just lick it. Yeah, just go, <laughs> go for go for an icicle. <laughs> so, uh, Isaac, uh, what score do you want to give out for those arguments? Uh, Miho, ten out of ten. Uh, I've done the same thing myself. There's nothing quite like an icicle third beer in the winter. 
Uh, <laughs> Matt, it's a brave comparison suggesting that icicles are in competition with popsicles. I, I'm not certain that's true or a fair comparison. I'm going to give you five out of ten. And uh, Matt, oh, sorry, sorry, opposite. Yeah, that, Roman? that was for Matt. Now I'm talking to Roman. Yeah. Roman, you made a really <laughs> important point. Don't lick icicles if you have the option. What if you need to? So, yeah, yeah. argument of necessity, yeah. 10 out of 10. Sometimes you might need to eat an icicle. I feel like we had icicles here and I had a beer. Yeah, I probably would try it. Next topic. So uh, the pandemic may have left you without a job, but the Central Intelligence Agency might have a position just for you. The CIA has revamped its website, CIA.gov, to make browsing for open positions within the organization easier and more secure. Job titles, requirements, and salaries are listed, but don't bother searching for spy positions. The CIA prefers to call them operations officers, whose starting pay, by the way, can be as high as $93,000 a year. That's ABC's Jim Ryan. Would you consider becoming one of these operation officers or spies as a career move? We're going to start with Matt Ryan, 30 seconds. All right, so me as a spy is a terrible idea, primarily because I gab for a living. Uh, and I don't blend in well. I'm a large man. I have long hair. I've not had a haircut or a beard trim uh, since the start of the year. And I'm not what you would call athletic. Uh, I was a large man with a 570 on base percentage in high school, but those were four at-bats, and a kid who looked like CeCe Sabathia hit me on one of those. But I stole home. I would not advise <laughs> myself to be a spy, but I know a few others who might be good at it. You just don't want a loud Irish guy yelling, Get that guy! I'm a spy! <laughs> Miho, 30 seconds. Yeah, um, I'm uh, with Matt. Like, I'm just, uh, I work at, you know, radio station. So first of all, like, I'm just a talker. Um, and secondly, I'm also really clumsy. So I hurt myself all the time. And I feel like if you're applying for a position like that, you should be like more cognizant of like your surroundings. And that's not me. So I'm, I'm fully aware of like my my faults and uh i would not do it even though 93,000 sounds great right about now <laughs> and roman 30 seconds yeah i would do it for the money but yeah i would probably be the worst spy ever because i'm not very detail oriented so whatever notes i took when i was spying on someone would probably get misplaced uh whatever uh evidence i stole would probably, you know, wind up in the trunk of my car with some junk and again, get lost. But I think the person I could recommend for the job would be my wife because she is a sleuth about everything. First off, I feel like there's more to that story. Secondly, there is. <laughs> I think we can see why it pays 93000 because all three of our debaters don't seem to be capable of being spies. <laughs> so, uh, Isaac. I don't know. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of low self-esteem here. You guys okay? <laughs> so, I need to meditate. You guys, uh, Miho and Matt, both of you basically had the same argument for why you can't be a spy. And I'm going to give you no points for it. Roman, uh, your argument was similar, but I like that you did posit an alternative candidate. So I'm going to give you two points. All right. Well, coming up, our debaters have things they've been thinking about all week. They just want to tell you about it and debate about it. That's next on National Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 
I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week is Miho, Roman Garcia, and Matt Ryan, who are all working to coerce or judge Isaac from Atlanta to give them more points than their fellow competitors. So let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debaters. Yeah, our competitors before the show came in with a topic that they wanted to talk about, a case they wanted to present to our judge. They will get 60 seconds to do so. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge, they will get 30 seconds each after the case is done to present their challenge. Now, after those challenges, the original presenter will get their own 30 seconds to address those uh, other people that think they're wrong. Now, if they change their topic from what they had sent in to begin with, I will assess an automatic five-point penalty. There are also more points at stake. Our judge can now give up to 20 points at the end of each topic, or as he wanted to in the previous segment, take away up to 20 points from everyone, whether they challenge or choose to stay quiet. So right now, our points leader is Roman. So Roman, you start with your 60 seconds. All right. Well, it's a new year and everybody likes to say new year, new me, and they set their new year's goals. People love to talk about their new year's goals. To me, I think, I don't know, maybe new year's goals are kind of for losers. Because what have you been doing all year? I mean, is this the one time a year that you really start to think about what you're going to do to better yourself or your lot in life or those around you? And so I used to be real hyped on New Year's resolutions. But I think through the years, I've come to realize a lot of it is just talk. That's why everybody says, you know, I'm going to get in the gym. And then by January 10th, they've canceled their membership. Is that my time? No, I got okay. Oh, I'm something. still going. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So anyways, yeah. so again, I, I think, you know, why, why set a New Year's resolution? Just freaking do it. Do what you're supposed to do. Do it all year long. Don't be lame and tell everybody about all these great new things you're going to do. Just do the work. Let the results speak for themselves and, and be a winner. Matt Ryan, 30-second challenge. All right, so I think of the new year as a time of renewal, and it give, it's the impetus for something for people who are trying. You know, we have the ability to take stock all year long, but during the holidays, especially a holiday season like this, you kind of look at what you have and you try to take stock as we head into a new year, a new era, a new America that we've all been trying to cope with for the past 10 years. Uh, 10 months, pardon me, I feel like now more than ever, we have the ability to do that. You know, I make internal goals, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, but it's it's a good thing for some people. And Miho, 30-second challenge. Um, so similar to the, the topic of, like, meditation, I don't think all resolutions or goals have to be public as well. Like, they could just be something like your vision board, or they could be an internal goal, like, I want to lose 10 pounds, or I want to be more clean in my house, or... You know, like I want to be a better parent, uh, uh, a husband or things like that, that they don't need to be so public all the time. And so I think diminishing people's goals or resolutions as public or private, I don't think it's a very like, but hey, like, yeah. Roman 40, uh, excuse me, 30 second rebuttal. Yeah, I, again, um, I think that uh, people who, these public declarations of whatever uh, again I, that's the way that's kind of what i'm saying here is that we don't need to hear the whole new year new me thing you know what do what you're supposed to do let your results speak for themselves because for the most part people say all these things and then they fall flat and that's not the fault anybody it's human nature but again just 
all year long, be working on these things every month, every week, every quarter, do something and like, make some magic. All right, Isaac scores or points uh, for all three of our combatants. Negative 20 to positive 20. Damn, Roman Grinch with the reflexive cynicism. I'm going to give you uh, no point for your heart that is three sizes too small. Matt, I, I dig your point. You know, New Year gives people a chance to change. Maybe it's not magic, but, you know, let them seize it. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you five points for that because it's a really easy rebuttal. Uh, Miho, that wasn't much of a stance change in your rebuttal. I'll give you, I'll give you one point. All right, Matt Ryan, your sixty-second argument starts now. All right, as talking about taking stock, uh, most of us have been taking stock of what we've been watching this past year, and the idea of remakes and the idea of sequels and prequels come to mind, especially within the Star Wars universe and. Speaking as someone who's a professional wrestling and professional sports fan, two of the most insufferable fan bases outside of those who are uh, political <laughs> fans, uh, and I'm one of those as well, uh, we got we got to really stop moaning and complaining about remakes. Yeah, it's a cash grab. We all know it's the entertainment business. These are things that we hold dear and we hold close, but at the end of the day, they're marketing tools for people who want to make money. I don't mean to be cynical, but and don't, don't mean to get off onto a rant here, but you can still enjoy the things you enjoy and enjoy the canonicism of them without having to go, he had to do the thing with the thing, and I didn't want the thing, and he shot It's It's wasted energy. Focus on the things you enjoy and try to not care about the things you dislike, because what does that do for you? Roman, 30-second challenge. Yeah, I, I think some remakes are okay, but for the most part, I hate the whole idea of it. Yeah, I'm just maybe that guy. Because to me, there's so many great new ideas, new scripts, new stories that can come out. It's just like when they remake a movie and all they do is they change either the race or the gender. It's just ridiculous. And so I think come out with some fresh ideas. You know, there, there's plenty of great writers and creative people out there that want to have their story told. And I know it's a safe bet to go with a remake, but I think we need to let those stories be new stories be told. Miho, 30-second challenge. Um, well, I do agree with Matt that um, some like it's a cash grab and they're going to market it. And, it, you know, that's what the industry does. I also agree with Roman and that, like, there are stories that need to be told. There are writers that are not represented. And at the end of the day, some things are just sacred. Like, n I hope Indiana Jones never gets remade because, like, as, like, old and old-fashioned as they are like they're perfect like there's no need the original home alone is like the fact that they're redoing home alone like leave it alone like what the hell are we doing <laughs> matt ryan 30 second rebuttal now uh in regards to uh roman's argument yeah it's it's also it's subjective like uh, like it's we got to take a look at these things and understand that no matter what, we still have the art. We can still enjoy the art. And the, in terms of independent artists, it's on the consumer. It's on us as the movie buying public to demand better stories, to demand independent creators, independent thinkers, help force forward the next Tarantino or Kevin Smith or the next, uh, you know, Moonlight. It's on us. It's on the consumers more than it is the studios. All right, Isaac. Points negative 20 to 20. Oof, Matt, you're going to criticize people complaining about a lack of quality because it was made for money. You, you might as well say who cares about pollution. They do it for money. Negative 20 points. Uh, Roman, I, I, I agree with like you, that's a, but that is a, that's, that's like the most, the most basic opinion that exists. 
that remakes are bland. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you one point. Uh, <laughs> Miho, I agree with you. Some things are sacred and shouldn't be remade. Uh, and remakes are bad when they're bad. Uh, five points. All right, Miho, your 60-second argument starts now. Um, so my uh, topic is that Jack in the Boot, Jack in the Box, is uh, the best fast food because, um, it has everything you want at every other franchise. Like you want chicken, they got chicken, and it's pretty darn good, and it's cheap. Like, first of all, Jack in the Box is cheap. Let's just say that they got chicken they got tacos they got burgers they got everything that you'd want at an individual specific place right like you want a burger you're going to carl's jr burger king you go to chicken you go to popeyes or chick-fil-a you want tacos you go to taco cabana or taco bell like jack in the box has it all it's affordable it was there for us when we were in college or when we were struggling in high school you know with our first job jack the box is the goat of all fast food restaurants. That's my argument. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> and their value menu is amazing. Two tacos for a dollar? You kidding me? <laughs> Matt Ryan, 30 second challenge. Now, I've only had Jack in the Box once and it was quite lovely. Uh, I feel like you're making the same argument that you can make for a Sonic or for any number of fast food locations. Uh, I feel like Wendy's is the best. I feel like they have the best quality, and primarily they have a baked potato. As someone who is Irish who grew up on starches and wanting something a little bit more from their secondary things along with their burgers, their chickens, what have you, the baked potato is one of the most clutch inventions, especially if you're drunk. If you're drunk and you need to soak something up at 2 o'clock in the morning, go to Wendy's. And Miho, 30-second rebuttal. Well, Wendy's does not have tacos, so I'm just going to throw that out there. And I believe <laughs> Jack in the Box does have a baked potato, if I'm not mistaken. And they also got, like, loaded fries. You can get, like, chili cheese on them, or you can get, like, a bacon mm -hmm. cheese stuff on them. Like, what, like, Jack in the Box is perfect. And they got their munchie boxes, similar to Taco Bell, so you can get, like, six different things in a $5 box, which they stole from Taco Bell and made it better. It's perfect. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, Isaac. Uh, what point do you want to give out to all three of our debaters? So I'll say right now, Miho, I'm, I'm now afraid of Jack in the Box because you just talked to me about a restaurant for like two minutes and you didn't mention the taste once. Not once. That's scary. Uh, Matt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Miho. Uh, minus ten points. That, that's just that's just terrifying. I feel like you're selling me at an auto parts shop. Like no, Matt. You mentioned uh... both the quality and the taste and the presence of one of your favorite foods. You know that's a really specific review of a restaurant. Okay, so I'm going to give you fifteen points. What? And uh, what? I said, oh thank God. Oh, I thought I heard someone say something. Uh, Roman, eh, eh, five points. All right, thank you. Five points for no <laughs> argument. Can't beat that deal. Because I kind of agreed with him. You're right, he didn't mention the food. The, the taste is good. He yeah. Said it, there's, there's more of this kind of debate coming up. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yeah. 
that argument it's gonna end right here right now and you can't stop me because this <laughs> week it's a battle between miho roman garcia and matt ryan to convince our judge isaac that their argument is the best argument but it comes down to one final fight closing arguments on master debaters all right this is where it all gets decided i present a topic a very very controversial topical topic see what i did there see what you did yeah so our three contestants will hash it out for a whole four minutes no more no less at the sound of the final buzzer our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away up to 100 points depending on how they're feeling you know if they're feeling good they might be a little more generous if they're not feeling so great be careful so the person with the fewest points will get a 15 second head start and everyone else can join in after the little bell little ding well guys want to also do the ding little ding that that sound ding, ding. yeah ding. that um that has wrong <laughs> so right now the contestant with the fewest points is miho our very very controversial heated topic that you're going to spend four minutes debating with miho starting with 15 second head start what is the best color Ooh. oh jesus <laughs> um well i'm gonna be uh, my favorite color is like a dark forest green and i think that is the best color because it's soothing um are you kidding me green green yes green green Green. Green it's also the color of money which is amazing right (laughs) color of spinach it's a color of broccoli it's a color of snot it's a color. Sorry, who, yeah. who just made the broccoli I'm, point? I want to make I'm sure I have the voices right. I'm a whole lot of arguments against Roman. arguing yeah. for yeah. here. Yeah, it, I don't go in with a vegetable color. Purple. Purple is your color. It's got a mix of everything. It's got no. your black. It's got your red. It's got everything. <laughs> the no, only but, good thing about purple is the late great Prince Rogers Nelson. Let's talk about blue for that a minute. right there too, gentlemen. Is another reason. That's blue right. is a calming color. Blue creates purple. So right there, you're welcome. Daddy is here to save you. When it comes to blue, when we think of iconic things, we think of the flag of Texas, that big, bright blue. When you think of a blue sky, you think of a beautiful blue sky day. You think of good things. Hell, we use blue sky as a phrase in marketing for people that are like, let's project an idea and try to build on something. Blue's too common. Blue's too common. Blue's everywhere. You yeah. don't see oh, so so you're gonna time. you're gonna you're gonna be ironic and pick a color that's against the grain, man. That's what you're a gonna little, do. Little bit, yeah. You're gonna you go against. It's called a pop of color, you know, purple. It's a pop of color because boom, it stands out. And two, it's soothing. Purple is soothing, you know. And uh, lavender, people sniff lavender to go to sleep. That's you're, you're talking flower. about purple specifically. Are we talking yeah. about lavender or are we talking about purple? You're kind of getting away purple. from the idea here. You're der- you're no. derivating from your own argument. You're deviating from your own argument. That's why I'm so <laughs> flustered right now because you're having me use words. And also, I don't hate purple. To New York University, New York University's at school, we're known as the Violets. So I have to deal with that. I you have to deal with that problem better? every day. Some lilac would make you feel better. It would calm you down. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Your headache would go away. It's relaxing. It's soothing. And, <laughs> and it's going to party like it's 1999. Yeah, but if we're talking about soothing, like just a forest green, like imagine walking or like taking a hike. Imagine going with our 
um, meditating in the forest, taking our service, <laughs> our helping animals in in um, in the forest. Like it's the most. It gives you oxygen, like a forest, a dark, like the color. I feel the idea it makes of me feel like I'm getting forest. the flu. You're arguing against oxidate, oxida oxidization. I'm just saying. Breathing. The color, the words today. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, but the color doesn't create the idea of breathing. It You're does. Forest it, green is the impetus of oxygen. That is a, that is a fallacy. And sir, <laughs> oxygen. I, I, no, 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 no. I'm just saying it brings I know all those Jack feelings. Kennedy. You, sir, know Jack Kennedy. <laughs> right. It, it, those, that color reinforces those oxygen feelings. Oxygen is of, invisible. That's like, that doesn't even make sense. But if you were going to put, like, in my head, oxygen is a dark green. Like, I, when I see a dark what? green. That means you got COVID. America's yeah, first like form of music was known as the blues. That is the cornerstone of American music. So for everyone here who loves Willie Nelson, who loves Merle Haggard, who loves Garth Brooks for some reason, they've got friends in low places and they have friends in the blues. That is the cornerstone of America. Blues music is the reason why Prince exists, which is why purple is cool. The Minnesota Vikings made purple a little less cool when they traded Randy Moss away and they decided to job out every single chance to get. They had Christian Ponder, for God's sake. Well, That's look, a desecration of purple. If you want to go with music, Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze, it's a classic. Wow. Mr. Blue Sky ELO. <laughs> well... Who knew that an argument over color could get so heated? Isaac, <laughs> you can give up to 100 points or take away up to 100 points. What do you do? Okay, so for Dark Forest Green, I'm going to give you 15 points. I feel like you made the same point over and over again about how it's soothing and wholesome. And it got a bit old. <laughs> uh, purple. Purple. I felt like you were on the defensive the whole time, and you never really got the knife between the ribs on blue. I'm going to give you zero points. Blue. That was outstanding. Not only did you give me way too many reasons why blue is the best color, but you viciously attacked everyone else over and over and over again, even when it didn't make sense. I'm going to give you 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is an outrage. And for the record, purple is my favorite color. So I'm not being lilac. biased here. I need to calm down. I need some lilac. But again, the question was, what was the best color, not your favorite exactly. color? Exactly. See? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still say it's And the best, best is whichever thing. color wins. That's right. So after minutes of very, very heated discussion about the absolute i mean there's nothing else going on right now that could be more controversial than what we talked about today <laughs> the time has come to name this week's master debater in third place with 50 points that's five zero miho in second place with 54 points roman garcia which means this week's master debater oh well, well, sorry, I don't have the uh, the celebration music for you, Matt Ryan, but <laughs> with 140 budget, with 143 points, our masturbator this week is Matt Ryan. You get 60 seconds to celebrate. That starts now. All right, let me talk to you people. I first of all I want to thank the big blue defense of the 1986 New York Giants for giving me the strength. To get that 100 points, I'd like to thank our judge, Isaac, even though he sandbagged me earlier in the evening. He gave me the points I needed to succeed. I want to thank my gracious competitors, my fellow competitors. I'd like to thank all of those who 
we're just we're just good people. We we've seen a lot of bad people this week. We've seen a lot of bad in the world this week. But let's be thankful for the good people. Let's be thankful for those who are trying to hand out vaccines, those who are trying to raise money for food banks, those who are trying to help those who are in need, those who are trying to attain the goals that they've set out for this year. Be thankful for them. Be thankful for your friends and family. As we've seen yesterday, things can change in a moment. Things can change in an instant. And we all need to hold on to one another. We all need to be grateful for the fact that we're here that we can get together and yell at each other why purple or blue or forest green are better than one another. Let's all be thankful for that and let's get some Wendy's. Yes. I guess it would be inappropriate for me to ask for a recount right now. <laughs> well, there's just no ask, way it's just within 0.05%, man. Have your, you can have your lawyers contact me, but I pay, I, I bill by the hour, so. Go, go hang out in the loser's corner with Purdue. That's right. Well, that's it. Big thank you this week to our three contestants. Miho, you could catch on Energy 941 here in San Antonio. Roman Garcia, who you could watch every Saturday morning on Success in the City, 6.30 in the morning on the CW35 in San Antonio, and Matt Ryan from Combat Culture. And a big thanks to our judge this week, Isaac from Atlanta. Master Debaters is a production of XS Studios in KTSA San Antonio. Learn more about Master Debaters at KTSA.com. I'm Dennis Foley. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.